0: Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back to the Magical Midlife Podcast. It's fantastic that you're here for season three for another episode So today, I am delighted to welcome a guest from England, um, Adele Stickland. And Adele, I was very lucky to read her book, Gorgeous. I think it might have been 2019, may have been early 2020, but it was certainly before COVID crazies. So Adele, welcome. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you very much for your invite to be on your amazing podcast. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. I think, and we can tell this from our brief chat beforehand, I think we have a lot in common. So thankfully, we have a time restriction of podcasts because otherwise (laughs) we might just go on and on and on, (laughs) which would be awesome. (laughs) Anyway, so before we do that, let us dive straight into today's interview. So please, can I hand it right over to you? And why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, Adele?
1: Um, well, my name is Adele Stickland. I am fifty-two, heading up to my fifty-third birthday, and I never tell anybody that. But it's only because of you, your warmth, and um, the name of the podcast, really. <laughs> yes, it's like a badge of honour, isn't it? It is. It is. So cool, uh, here that. I am, loud and proud, fifty-two, heading to fifty-three. Um, I have three children no animals no pets in our life um my husband and both of my sons are severely asthmatic so we can't have any dogs which has been a a pandemic um you know everybody was looking for puppies Mm -hmm. and things like that to keep them company so we couldn't do any of that but um yes I have an oldest son who is 24 Ben Mm -hmm. And he is now living away from home, set himself up in business and doing incredibly well and buying crazy cars and, uh, you know, doing all those things that you do in your 20s, finding yourself. Good for and him. You, well, yes, it, it kind of I uh, I worry. And then I, yeah. <laughs> I always think about um, the four personality types
0: by Gretchen Rubin. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with them. And mm-hmm. she talks about the rebel. And when So they go, just in, in case somebody doesn't know about those, what are the four types? Can you remember them? I can't remember them all, but I, I the two that stay in my head are upholders, mm-hmm. people that
1: uphold all the rules, and that tends to be women. So we'll give ourselves, um, you know, if there's, a, if there's something to do at the PTA, you know, and you, you'll be the one that puts your hand up because we uphold all the rules. And then there's a rebel mm-hmm. who um, just disregards all the rules. And I've always pigeonholed my lovely ben into that he rebelled at school um but interestingly what she says about rebels is that they actually as they get older they position themselves in into a place where they can rebel so they'll go into the military and rebel or they'll mm. go into business and rebel so they have to find a structure right <laughs> to rebel against which is really interesting yeah and I can't remember what the other two are but I do write about them in my book actually and I've forgotten oh cool but, I can't remember
0: either otherwise I'd I'd yeah. add to that but anyway well, I'm so- sure
1: your listeners will will write in it up and tell you but there's yeah. another one that um upholds the rules for themselves as well and I think that's what I do I'm very good at kind of giving myself um rules that I've got to follow and then follow through so mm-hmm. that's Ben.
0: Okay. Cool. And then I've got
1: Joe, who's fifteen, and he is what I would call a screenager. i.e.
0: Right.
1: He's at the age where he's constantly on screens. And and then there's Zoe, who is um 14, and she's fast approaching her, you know, twenties and thirties. you know what it's like, because you've got a little girl, you've got a girl as well, and yeah, and yeah she's she's upwardly managing me <laughs> quite a <long>. lot. <laughs> I love that. And she's empowered to do it. Oh, yes, very much awesome. so. Yes, we've we've definitely created a new breed of women. No way have they got the same inhibitions that we have. The conversations that I have are incredible. Not the type of conversations I had with my mother or my parents. Um and it, it comes, to me, it comes full circle that every generation is getting better, stronger, happier, healthier. Um, you know, we want our children to be, to grow into, and, and create this amazing world. Yeah. So Absolutely. That's, that's my background. I live in Devon in the UK. Oh, lovely. I, yeah, really lovely. Although Devon and Cornwall, I don't know if your listeners will know, but we've got the little foot at the bottom of England. Mm. The foot nearly fell off in lockdown. <laughs> We had so many people coming down to Devon and Cornwall because they weren't allowed to travel that the whole country tilted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was very, very, very busy down here and the weather wasn't fantastic. We've had a terrible, terrible summer. Um, So I live here, but I'm originally from London. Right. My husband calls me a a geezer.
0: Right.
1: And um, my mother is I think it's important, actually, because my mum is a Glaswegian, um, born and bred, still got a very, very strong Glaswegian accent. Mm. And my dad is Irish Londoner and his parents were born and bred in um, London, but also came from Ireland. So the whole heritage comes back. Yeah. To Ireland. And I think that's quite an important part of who I am and where I
0: um if i'm interesting okay so we'll come into that that's very interesting it's funny actually because i've had a couple of irish guests and in fact i've got another one lined up for um within a couple of weeks which is cool so there must be something in there
1: energetically that you're drawing yes yeah well i
0: think the irish background
1: is is so important because it there's so much trauma still involved exactly yeah that's it's so ingrained it is Hmm. And I always look at the the seven generations behind us right. that are looking after us and informing us, and and they've done it. One of the things that I pride myself on is is that Glaswegian side, which is incredibly practical, with the Irish side, which is very um, creative. And you know they paint fa- fabulous pictures, they tell great stories, they're very um, personable. You know it's it's that those two opposing. Mm. Sort of characteristics almost. So I often think that in my work I try and bring that beautiful creative side, but because of the Glaswegian stern, you're fucking crap.
0: Very good, it's a windy. Yeah, (laughs) You
1: (laughs) you have to have a scientific reasonable logic behind it. So I try and blend those two parts of my personality Mm. um, in the work that I do. So in a lot of the coaching work that I do, if I'm talking to financial advisors who are very logical, I love if I'm allowed with them to discuss a more um, organic, uh, spiritual, that's probably a bit too far, but even emotional way of being and emotional intelligence and emotional agility, I can only do it if I base it in science, if I say it's neuroplasticity, yep. And this is what we've noticed. And this is what we've seen from research. And when we've looked at mice and we can see that seven generations of mice later pick up the same habits and the same stressors and the same habits that they did seven generations before then I've got that strength or that scientific background yeah um, to prove the point when they're feeling a little bit skeptical about things so that's why I mention my parents and my uh, lineage and where I'm from because I think it still informs who I am now
0: yeah that's fascinating I love it that you have to wrap evolution in a wrapper of um credibility
1: yes but you, but I think you do because I mean in management speak you know anything that's that's to do with touchy-feely is a soft skill and even that yes is quite, and even that's quite uh you know it's it's not as strong perhaps as as other skills that we see in leaders but in the pandemic we've yep, had yep. to rely on soft skills and you and I were talking about hybrid working which is happening a lot in mm. the UK and people are going back to work either in the office they're feeling very nervous about mm. it or they're staying at home and it's created this big the great resignation where we in the UK are up to a million um, job resignations in July alone wow. uh, well, I it was that month but it was a huge huge amount and the McKinsey report was here I am again scientifically not just me saying this <laughs> <laughs> McKinsey says it as well yeah. McKinney- so it must be true yes well yeah. <laughs> who knows but at least if you've got some research to back it up it sounds a little bit more plausible and you've done your homework but yeah so people are, are evolving they're changing and the the whole hybrid way of working means that we can't do the traditional ways of being a management mm. style of command and control. The whole coaching for managers and for leaders is really, really important in order to get the best out of their teams mm. and allow the teams to be more empowered, to be employees, to feel more driven, to have more purpose, all mm. the things that we call soft skills mm. and now becoming much more important and recognized because it's the only way that we can all move on Mm. and feel so we don't we don't have the same office we don't have this we're not sharing the same space Mm. we've seen into everybody's bedrooms you know we've seen the top leaders that's so true the whole whole zoom thing yeah so we've democratized we've democratized the workplace and the traditional hierarchy yeah. is being broken down um which means that we have to find new ways of communicating we have to find effective ways of being with each other mm. and in my little world that's that is coaching you know the way to get the best out of people is to ask questions to challenge in a trusting mm. environment um and you know, to find the best in them and let allow them
0: to find the solutions. So, talking about evolution and as you say, about the communication, having to find the best in people, is that where you started your career? Uh, no. Okay, this then is then where it in, gets good. I love this. You're yeah. like, where did it all start? <laughs> no, it evolved. I hid it. <laughs> uh, of course, you all did. I, I love it. it. One of my I guests the other it. day.
1: I- and that was what interested me with your request to come on the podcast because I get asked a lot because of the book and things like that. And and I looked at and I listened to what you were saying about Abraham Hicks mm. and Brené Brown. And I particularly loved the session that you did on reframing anxiety. Oh, and good. I Thank really you. that really hit home for me. And if you haven't heard that session, go back and listen to it because it was really really effective. Made me stop in my tracks um and so for most of my life I've hidden that side of me because uh you know it was the Glaswegian you know the push energy that worked so far so I did all the academic stuff I I did a degree in law um it was the best degree to do at the time or so Mm. I thought um I realized that I Wasn't going to be a fantastic lawyer. I was going to be middle of the road. I thought, right, I'm not doing this. So Mm. I then went off and became a marketing manager for advertising agencies, which everybody in the '90s was doing. Yeah, and we flew down the Thames in helicopters and partied hard, and you know it was fantastic until until what happened? I got pregnant.
0: Oh, an awakening! Yes, go for it. Tell us more. Well, okay.
1: So I remember, oh, this is deep. I remember I'd met the partner of my life. I knew that this was my partner. I knew that intuitively. Mm. I'd only been with him a short while. And I kept thinking, if only this pregnancy would last 21 months until I get the next <laughs> promotion. <laughs> if only I was How an was elephant. How is that
0: working for you? Can you control that
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to shape my life to oh, fit bless the logic that I saw
0: yeah. and and it, and it
1: really really threw it up for me and I remember very clearly that conversation I was in the shower and I was thinking it all through and my husband now was couldn't get involved in that conversation it had to be down to me and, yeah. and thankfully he just left me alone to to come to terms with it all. wise man well I think he knew didn't he, he you know if, if somebody else tries to if it's that deep yeah you know if somebody tries to influence you this is giving me tingles yeah um yeah so he didn't he he left me to make that wonderful decision and that's why we've got Ben you know Ben our 24 year old um came out of that and and, and then I went back to work after the pregnancy mm. after Ben was born I went back to work went back into advertising um 10 o'clock phone calls meetings till late at night you know it was crazy and yeah. Ben had severe eczema and asthma and uh, hospitalized a couple of times with Mm. it I can't do this Mm. I just can't do it and I remember turning up to work one day and the phone rang I sat at my desk I was always there early the phone rang Ben was the first person the first kid in nursery every day Mm. and he was the last one to get picked up and and that was my mindset Mm. and the phone rang empty desk nothing on it the phone rang and somebody put a letter on my desk and that was overload (laughs) wow that was it and I walked out and I I didn't take enough time off sick I should yeah. have done didn't take enough time off sick but that was the turning point and I just I can't do this to Ben I can't do this to myself what yeah, am good I doing for you. so I had a complete u-turn and trained to be a fitness
0: professional welcome to that world because I did the same <laughs> oh wow well, well, it children doesn't it I know Absolutely. So that's just fascinating. So, one of the things that I, I don't actually normally ask on an interview, but clearly this interview is going elsewhere. Um, <laughs> one of the things I very often ask people that I work with is what was the purpose of Ben in your life? Oh. You know, if he's a guardian angel for you and he's chosen you. Can I th-
1: push back on that? Of course. I think can. he is. I think he is. But I think the birth of my second child was more my guardian angel. Oh, oh. no, they're
0: all going to have a purpose. Oh, OK. The first They'll all purpose. be with you for a different reason. OK, so the first one was there to... What was to his purpose? My tracks. OK, <laughs> so to change... And rebel against everything that I thought was true which is exactly what you said, that he, that's his role in life. So, yeah, totally. Cool. Awesome. Well done. So He was
1: the chaos maker. Yes. He put the chaos in and and told me, you you know, no, you're not doing this. You're not doing this with life. Okay. And it was my dream. There's a little curl. You know, I'd always seen myself as, you know, businesswoman, successful, and he's gone on to do that, ironically. But, um, yeah, no, that wasn't what I was able to do. So I had to do a complete U-turn and went off, became a fitness professional studied Pilates biomechanics Mm. which is my obsession Mm. I get drunk and want to talk to people about their posture and (laughs) I'm really boring (laughs) and then um, it quickly became evident that you know posture and physicality alone wasn't the issue I had to talk about nutrition so I qualified as a nutritionist and then I got to the stage where clients were so this is what you need to do. And if you eat like this or intermittently fast or up your protein or do this or you know, post exercise, do this, this. No, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that because the dog yeah. at my work or um are you asking me to stop having breakfast with my husband? No. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much emotional baggage yeah. that goes around nutrition and exercise. I thought that's not the point that's of not this it. Yeah. So I then qualified as a coach and became mm. an accredited coach and, and that's evolved then being a, a trainer in the workplace and, and coaching in the workplace, which is why I work with financial um, advisors and law um, society and law industry, law uh, firms. Mm. And, and and that. so it kind of evolved. It had a step yeah, and it all worked through its way. I just followed the breadcrumb. I followed the lead and I, I think my clients and what they were saying to me made me realise that I had to up my game.
0: Huh. Interesting. So <laughs> over what time period has that evolved? Because oh, if you've done Ben's 24 now, OK. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you mean it didn't happen overnight? <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> absolute decades. Mm. Yeah, long, long time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I trained as a profi, uh, as a fitness professional 20-odd years ago. Pilates followed quite quickly, nutrition followed quite quickly. I mean, they're, they're a couple of years, yeah. but to, the book, as you mentioned earlier, wasn't published until 2019, so it's oh, okay. taken a long time. And it's quite interesting because um, the coach who helped me with the book was saying, uh, or the publisher was saying, You know, I I thought it was just going to be a mechanical, this is what you need to know about nutrition. You know, I thought it was just going to be an ABC. Mm. And she said, Was that how you would talk to a client? I said, No, Mm. (laughs) no way. No, I'd find out more about them. I'd find out what was holding them back. I'd blah, blah, blah. And she said, Well, that's what your book needs to be about. So, the Mm. most of the book is then about mindset, is then about emotional understanding of yourself Mm. uh, and what's holding you back. And there's one chapter on nutrition, (laughs) which is not how I envisaged it when I first, um, you know, put it together for the publishers. But yeah, so
0: that's, it's taken a long time and we evolve, don't we? Well, absolutely. So one of the questions that I ask along the way is, is there anything you missed from your chapter one life? Yeah, I'm not, I don't quite understand that question. Are you talking about? So chapter one is before you have that turning, chapter one is the time that you are following all the rules, you're doing what's expected of you, and then you have the wake-up call, you have the turning point, and then that's the next chapter as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, don't, I don't, yes, thank
1: you for clarifying that. No, I don't think I do, if I'm honest, because, you know, it was great parties, champagne breakfast, helicopters down the Thames, you know, it was, it was high energy, mm. but I recognise that now to be high cortisol, high adrenaline, high... Uh, you know burnout fair enough so, so I don't know I'm happier cozy in bed at 10 o'clock with a cup of tea and a book <laughs> <laughs> the party's gone the party yeah. you know, I think I did it for a, I did it hard and fast for a few years mm. and and found really quickly no this is not 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 my cup of tea as we mm. say in the UK <laughs> yeah
0: but there is an element of been there done that
1: yeah, but it's funny. Some people do it for longer. Fair enough. And some yeah. People, yeah, some people do it. You know, that's the way to enjoy life because I come across that a lot now. And it's it's all to do with deferred gratification mm-hmm. and a marshmallow test yes. and things mm-hmm. like with the five-year-olds and whether they um, have the marshmallow now or they defer the gratification and they have two later. And I tell yes. my sons yeah. that all the time. And they like, Mother, would you shut up about the marshmallows? Have <laughs> they
0: actually done it? Have they done them? Well, well, well? I just
1: keep telling them that the children at
0: five who deferred the gratification went on to be successful. You see, before because... telling them the story, you should have got them to do it because then you'd have known. <laughs> that's what we did. That's coming. But now you've given them the rules of the game, so it's a good yeah, oh yeah. They all
1: know the rules of the game, and they're now teaching me the rules of the game. When yeah. I actually like, when I come off of the of the oh that's not that's not very kind, mummy. Oh that's not that's not the way that we do it now, is it? <laughs>
0: bless them yeah so your oldest child ben he was really a wake-up call for you and yeah, then what about so. your other two children have they made you shift your ways and perspective? well yeah i think you, you asked
1: about time frames and yeah. there's a huge gap between ben and child number two joe and and i was i think i was beginning to wake up i was beginning to realize this must have been my transition i was still working in a corporate job when ben was born did that for another Two or three years Mm. till I burnt out, and then the burnout was really deep, and I was starting to evolve. And then I changed career, and I think that took me another nine years because I had what was called secondary infertility. What's that? And I I just couldn't conceive a second time. So it's actually a clinical name,
0: yeah,
1: and no explanation. I had molar pregnancies which mean that the pregnancy start that the, the actual baby died but the placenta carried on growing so it was um you know cancerous cells uh I had oh, all sorts of things miscarried at very late on It was just and it kept wow. happening over and over again and and one of the things that intrigued me about talking to you in the podcast was I remember really really clearly letting go I remember being in at home being upset for 9 years I wow. used to follow my cycle you can imagine the pressure mm. that puts on you as an individual it puts on your marriage mm. you know when you know my husband was saying but we've got a family you know what 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 what's wrong what's mm. your obsession what's going on with you everybody was kind of putting pressure on me to forget it to let go and I couldn't I really couldn't and and I think that made the whole situation worse Mm. so my sister who is 10 years younger than me she started to have her family Mm -hmm. and I saw a photograph of her son and her and I thought I'm done I can't do this anymore I just can't do it and guess what happened you got pregnant (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that feeling and that memory is so vivid um and I apply it I try to apply it in everything that I do now I know I work really really hard I'm a bit of an A type personality I'm very on the ball and I think Adele if only you could let go because Mm. then everything you want will come to being but it's really interesting when you've got that historic family line Mm. of mothers and women forgive me for being sexist but that's what happened my parents divorced when I was very young. Mm. My mother's parents divorced when they were young. So we've got mm. a line. Mm. And women that have been independent, that have been financially independent, you know, it's hard to, to sort of energetically move on, mm. even though logically I know that letting go is something that works and something that, you know, your wildest dreams will will happen. So, yeah, that's why there's a big gap um, and letting go and that moment of letting go and trusting the universe. And one of my favourite books is The Untethered Soul. Yes, I love it. I love that. And and, and I completely relate to it. I I do understand it logically, emotionally, still got to kind of sort it all out and make sure that it doesn't move on to the next
0: generation. Well, good for you, because if you're able to clear that, well, I'm hoping so. I've, I've done a lot of work, but I still got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I was going to say and by the way shamanic journeying is really good at clearing ancestral stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I've done so much work. I've never done I that.
0: Bet. But I've done I mean, I was in
1: psychotherapy as soon as I was 18, you know, it was it was something that interested me. Um and I've been I've worked with coaches and uh all through my whole adult yeah, life yeah. because to me it's it's growth it's personal growth and i'm interested i'm interested in the way that i think and why i do something and and why people think differently and and why i self-sabotage and why other people self-sabotage and and it's that historic trauma Mm. and it goes back to me i think in the irish Mm. and the potato famine Mm. (laughs) my my family think it's hilarious but um i have a passion for potatoes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no that is quite funny, <laughs> but also it's it's that deprivation. it's that real deprivation mm. and 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 not being able to eat and and seeing that the horse and cart go down the street with you know the food leaving the village and people dying and and it has a big effect on your your psyche and your background and and um yeah, it's just and 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 so even if you don't believe that. Mm. The fact that you have the attributes of working hard mm. is something that is prevalent that you mm. can easily see and identify, whether you believe it's come from, you know, historic trauma or whether mm. it's just your makeup, you know, that that's mm. but I, I yeah, so I'll leave
0: that. Did, I so I love that you've said that because it's being a you know being committed and working hard towards a goal or because that's what you believe life is about to provide for yourself your family etc that is a quality oh no it can be seen as a quality absolutely and so if there is the belief that there is that that this is handed down to you or this is yeah inherited or whatever Surely that means you're also going to have inherited some other stuff. And that other stuff might be that belief of scarcity, famine, deprivation. So we can't just take, it's like, you know, you can't just take the good stuff from your ancestors and leave all the baggage behind. It doesn't work like that. You know, your DNA doesn't get sorted out, doesn't go, well, this is the good stuff and this is the bad stuff. And they go down different shoots and you get to choose what you take. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's a bit like that movie. What's that Disney movie when you've got all the emotions, the characters? Oh, I don't know. Don't do much Disney. Mine are screen ages now. Oh, but yeah, but it's, it's not. Well, listeners movie. will tell you. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember that movie. But and so literally you get all of these emotions and memories and they go off down different shoots and so it brings it all very much to the forefront of perhaps you don't get to choose what you inherit yeah yeah and and I I like your reframe and it was
1: your same reframe you did about anxiety you know it's you know you can you know you can reframe it it's there for a purpose and as long as you can reframe and positively reframe okay I feel anxious about this this and this mm. but know that that see this is me going back to biology this is just the amygdala just the part of the brain that's on constant scanning the universe or scanning the horizon for danger as long as uh, what I do is I kind of talk to the amygdala or I talk to the inner critic or the mm. inner child and, and I'll just try and say yeah we're all good we're fine be what will be um, but it has to be a way that my amygdala beliefs. <laughs> it mm. can't be too wishy-washy. It's got to be kind of straight down the line. And, and whether that's kind of processing everything individually or just making yourself feel good by either running good food, water, mm. you know, all the all the well-being mm. tools that we use, which I use a lot, mm. but that's what keeps me um that keeps anxiety and pressure and trauma
0: at bay. Hmm. Interesting. Just the fact that you've said keeping all of those things at bay oh. is a fantastic management style tool for dealing yes. with your emotions. Yes. Which is interesting because I don't know that emotions necessarily need to be managed. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. Because <laughs> Sorry.
1: Because that's what I do when I coach. I listen to the words yeah clients use because words have they have gravitas they, they have energy do. and you've got to you've got to yeah being very astute and listening to words and the words that are used are insights insight yeah totally
0: because
1: emotions yeah, well I flow. think that you hit the nail on the head because I am an exuberant outgoing um, personality and my daughter's the same and we have both talked about managing that for other people because you know well she's going through secondary school it's not you know everybody's trying to be vanilla everybody's Mm. trying to be bad yeah yeah really don't like personalities you know it it doesn't fit so Mm. yes I can hear what I've said I acknowledge um what you've said and
0: I am aware that that's what I do (laughs) huge congratulations because it's only once you acknowledge that that you can let go Yes. And I think let go might be something that you've mentioned.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot.
0: Interesting. Yeah, a lot. Anyway, yeah. moving on, because we don't need to get into a session. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so interesting. I so know. Interesting. But you see, that's why we could talk for hours, because yeah. we can both go off on these different tangents. And once yeah. you listen to your language and you catch stuff, that's when you could say, oh, I hadn't seen it like that. And therefore, mm. you can make a change. Yes, exactly. And that it's self-awareness, isn't it? Totally. I mean, that's why it's so fascinating doing this podcast, because I I have my list of questions, but I get so engrossed in listening to people's stories. Because, as you say, I listen to the words. Yes. And the meaning behind the words. Well, that's what makes an interesting podcast. So but I do have to have my list of questions right here in front of me because otherwise I'm so engrossed I'm like uh sorry where were we going <laughs> <laughs> So going back to the questions so I don't keep you all day because we'll just keep chatting and having a lovely time what are the things that you still want to do I'm really I my
1: heart and my head finds it a sort of a pragmatic problem that it has to break down but my heart would love to be on retreats five times a year oh I've been to India I go to Greece and Spain I host retreats and I would like to be doing that more and more that's where I would like to go so I'd like to bring everything that I've learned
0: mm-hmm.
1: pilates fitness um nutrition I don't want to do any cooking uh, <laughs> Oh, don't blame you. Don't blame <laughs> no, me. No, no yeah. But um and well being. Mm. So I, I'm already doing that, but I'm only tipping my toe into the Ionian sea. Um right. I would like to be doing that on, on a on a bigger level. I, I just energy from places mm. are very important. As a as a presenter, mm. um, and I have been for years. Being on stage, you know that the atmosphere of a room can really affect how you present and Mm. how a recipient understands the situation, how they feel. So, if you transport them to an amazing view or an amazing place or amazing weather, (laughs) um, it can make that transition so much quicker Mm. and it's easier for me. I can work from my heart rather than having to manage the room or the situation so that's what I want more
0: of universe there you go that intention has been stated so Adele I'm conscious of time as I say I we could just talk forever because I would also love to talk more about the retreats because I just started planning my retreats when COVID kicked in
1: Mm.
0: so that's been quite interesting and so that is where this Um, the soulful adventure living which is exactly where the title came from that is where it's going ah so that's why we've connected energetically
1: I interestingly still ran my retreats through Covid so I don't know how I managed it but the universe gave me little gaps in travel time and I took um, a whole group to Greece last year and I'm going again this year Um, and I've persevered with it even though Mm. it's been extremely stressful Mm. um we persevered with it purely because my clients they were so confident and they desperately needed um time away especially during the pandemic and lockdown because they're exhausted
0: overworked I was going to say I bet the retreats during the pandemic were a very different experience than the retreats before because the requirement uh, was different
1: oh it was I I can't explain how I've never been so stressed in my life I've had some terrible things happen to Mm. me but coming up to the retreat in the but it was because my clients were steadfast because wow. they kept saying we can do this we've read what we've got to do and and, and it was fine you know mm. it was we read through all what was going on and it was actually fine and we could um legitimately go we had to mm. do passenger location forms and we had to do covid tests but you know it was actually fine to travel and we because of the retreat generally mm. is an isolated venue um and and the the Europeans, I'm in the UK, the Europeans are so fastidious about their COVID safety. Um, right. I was in Spain a couple of weeks ago and there was an argument over um, a queue, and there was a Spanish family going absolutely crazy at a Ukrainian because she wasn't wearing a mask. I mean, Ooh. it is really, really, really really switched on, and everybody's wearing masks everywhere, so it's and that's probably the best way to contain the virus mm. the masks as opposed to hand washing, apparently. Um, so yeah, it was all it was all it all happened, mm. uh, not as many as I would have liked. So, I'm hoping within next year 2022
0: Mm. that lots more retreats will be going on
1: but I think it's going to be packed you know it's going to
0: be (laughs) well I am doing an exploratory visit to the other side of Canada for our own adventure and I'm hoping that is certainly going to lead to a new retreat location
1: Mm. it's finding the location isn't it that's the hardest work yeah, I've got, I've got my Greek one and I'm not getting it's five star and it's got infinity pools with every villa. And wow. I know the hosts really well mm-hmm. um, and they're the ones that cook and they're the ones that tell us about the Greek mythology that's all over the place. And and so well, that was one of the major reasons as well why I continued to go because I wanted to support them mm-hmm. as well as my clients, as well as trying to feed my um, intuitive need. Mm-hmm. Um to keep doing it so there were a lot of reasons going but none of them were logical
0: (laughs) there you go you see you can't manage it no no okay because when you expand into that sorry truthful. no it's good (laughs) when you expand there's a lot of fear I mean yeah even for optimists like you and I yeah you've got to catch that fear because it yeah creeps up on you it's ancestral fear anybody that spoke up burnt at a stake you know it's like Oh, for goodness sake, can we not just have a shamanic session together? I will help you release that. Honestly, I'm going to send you like a voucher. Say, right, Adele, we're releasing that. Let's go. Okay. All right. I think, it,
1: yeah, it's come, it's, I can feel it. It's come down, the fear has come down, and, it, and it's all deprivation and, and having to work very hard. And anyway, I'll stop talking. Okay. Just so you know,
0: that fear is not yours. I know. Okay, I so. do
1: know that, sorry, I
0: didn't mean to sound... Um, no, 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 no. So no, no, sorry at all, no, 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 none required, just all... Because in.
1: it's not logical, there is no, no course it's not. I, 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 I've done all the work, you know, <laughs> I've been in psychoanalysis, yeah. I've, I've done coaching, I've done physics, I know that everything is good, so what the hell is it? Yeah. And so therefore I know that it's, yeah. That's why I keep
0: picking up threads on other places. It's in your it's energetic right. body, that's well we just need to yeah. release it. Because, yes. anyway, I will yeah. not promote shamanic journey any longer or okay. anymore because it is an out of body experience and there's no two ways about it. Wow. However, it's got to be very trusting, then, hasn't it? It's, oh,
1: it's yeah. phenomenal.
0: Phenomenal. Anyway, this isn't about promoting me. <laughs> so, Back to you. How can people find you and how can they get hold of the book Gorgeous? Because I love it. It totally uh-huh. speaks to the um the very practical side. It also speaks to the emotional side. It's a really useful, helpful book. Yeah, good. No matter yeah, no matter whether you're coming from the logic or the spiritual or the whatever, it's so helpful. So well,
1: it's that yin and yang of me. It had to come together like that. So cool. it's on Amazon. Um, it was a number one bestseller yeah it knocked michael mosley off the top spot and anybody that lived in the uk knows he was the person that started the five two fasting and and things like that and um so it knocked him off the number one spot it's number one in australia so it is can be called an international bestseller congratulations Um, yeah that was a big big coup it's yeah so there's that you can find that on amazon okay my happy place—I have to be honest—is Instagram. I love Instagram. I think Instagram okay. is is happy photos. It, it suits my positivity. Um, so on Instagram, you can find me. And if you're looking professionally, LinkedIn is also my happy place because it's quite formal. Okay, so I, and
0: all like, under Adele Stickland is your Instagram and Adele and Stickland. I'm a stick, not strict what did i say
1: did i say no strict? you are right but oh. most people that are listening you are perfectly right but most people that are listening will look up strict <laughs> that's more common but i'm a stick which is
0: ironic because i'm not a stick <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious okay so um adele stickland yes. yes stick there you go excellent okay cool so instagram is the best place do you yes. do anything on facebook I do I've got groups I mean I've got something like
1: 10,000 followers on Facebook but the algorithm and stuff like that doesn't really work and I don't really put a huge amount of effort into it but you can find me Adele get gorgeous um, on Facebook and I do do a lot of videos on Facebook uh, and my other place that I work is um, YouTube I've got my own YouTube channel which is where all my
0: Pilates oh my um, goodness I've done loads of those yes oh there you go yeah, awesome, because I did your six-week tummy challenge, too. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how I found you originally. Yes, yeah. So I've done the tummy challenge, which is all Pilates-based.
1: Yes. Rather than crazy, you know, weight-bearing, you know, all the yeah. – it's mu- So Pilates quickly is all about the three core muscles. Well, it's the core muscles and it's the deep abdominal that helps to pull everything in. And then you've got the obliques and then the six pack. But lots of people look at just the six pack. Yeah. And that's called... a superficial muscle because it's so close mm-hmm. to the skin um whereas the deep abdominal which we focus on in pilates is co- so close to the skeletal frame it's really deep inside and it's close to the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. pelvic floor. <laughs> we love the pelvic floor we love the pelvic floor yes and, and it helps to pull everything together. So for me, Pilates is, you know, a superb biomechanical tube. It helps keep mm. your shoulders and hips healthy and strong. And, and, you know, it's the old saying, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Absolutely. And we have to stay strong. And the big theme that follows my family is osteoporosis. Uh-huh. And um, so Pilates and weight-bearing exercise
0: is, is a biggie for me. Mm. Cool. So for anybody who wants to know more about that, they can just tune into Instagram or to YouTube. If they want to know more about the book, it's gorgeous. If they want to know more about professionally for training, especially if they're in England, then that's LinkedIn. Yes. So you're a girl about town. Holy cow. Well, I've been doing it for decades. Fair (laughs) enough.
1: Okay. Takes time, doesn't it, to build it all up, but I have been doing it a long time.
0: So yeah, that's why. Good for you. I love that. Okay, well, just to say thank you so much for taking the time, and it's lovely to chat in person. I wished at times like this was I was just down the road and we could stop for a cup of tea and go for a walk. And yeah, I love a that. global world. We 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 can really and we can, you know, yeah. yeah, virtual cup of tea, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. indeed. And so I will close it off here just by saying thank you so much. Thank you also for listening and for tuning in to another episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Please share it with your friends. Please listen to other episodes of Magical Midlife, because if you actually keep tuning into this stuff, you will start to lead a more magical midlife. Do you agree, no,
1: Adele? I do. I do. I mean, I listened to those two podcasts and that really, really affected me. I listened to more than that, but the, those two were um, How to Release Anxiety, I think I can't even remember it now because we talked about so much, but yeah, that was really profound for me in particular.
0: Awesome. Love that. And then just for more information, you can find out about the work I do because I have referred to my shamanic work rather a lot today. Yeah, good, <laughs> And yes. that's at soulfuladventureliving.com. And there will be retreats planned on there when the timing is right for me to run retreats. But if not, please tune into Adele because Adele is doing it all over Europe. And it's easier for me, isn't it? It's much yeah. easier for me. And watch um, that space. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be doing them together. No doubt. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Righty ho. I won't hold you up any longer, but thank you so much. It's been awesome. And please tune into this episode, share it with your friends and listen to the other podcast too. And I will see you on the next episode. So bye from me and bye from Adele. Bye.